What's up, podcast world? I'm back at you, Chad Belding. This life ain't for everybody. Hope you all are doing all right in your quarantine stage. Staying home. Seems like some places in the country are starting to loosen up a little bit. But uh, if they're not, just uh, stay patient. Keep working on yourselves and your family. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends in Lynchburg, Tennessee, the one and only the American whiskey, the American sour mash. Enjoy it responsibly. I'm speaking of the one and only Jack Daniels. And I'm telling you guys, whether it's a a fun night or a sad night or just a nice little get together with friends, if it's a nice steak, if it's a nice pasta, Jack Daniels has been there for us. I have uh, had many a good times on it. And again, it's enjoying it responsibly, everything in moderation. But I truly love Jack Daniels because they believe in our culture. They believe in our lifestyle. They support farming. They support conservation. They support real country music. They support hunting. They support fishing. They support gathering and they support being a provider. So We believe in Jack Daniels. We're truly humbled and happy with our partnership with them. So when you choose your spirits and your adult beverages, your cocktails, choose Jack Daniels. Lynchburg, Tennessee, the one and only most American whiskey brand there is. And again, please remember to enjoy it safely and responsibly. Today's guest on the podcast is a man that I might have shared one or two of those JDs with on the road, in hunting camp, at a concert, at a festival, at a get-together, at the Indy 500. You name it, we've been there together. Chad Payne from the Zach Brown Band. How are you doing my man good speaking of jack daniels yes sir already huh yes sir (laughs) of course it is east coast time that's right um i was thinking about zach brown band and your role with them over the last several years has been head of security and is that is that what the title is yeah director of security operations not only for the band but for the company in general Yes, for sir. Whole, for all of Zach Brown's properties. That's correct. And you're currently at a lake house in Alabama, and it's storming today, but have you all been able to get out on the water? We got out on the water yesterday. Uh, my brother-in-law, Brad, who you've met before, him and his wife have a beautiful house here at Lake Wadawi, and we went out yesterday afternoon and fished a little bit, caught a couple of bass. Uh, the water is real mulky, and the... Uh, a lot of trees and stuff are floating. They just brought the lake level back up. So all the trees are floating in the water. So probably wasn't a couple of good days to come, but what the heck It's better than sitting at home. Yeah, for sure. Is he uh Brad, he, he has an Alo- Aloha pontoon that he runs on that lake, right? He does. Thanks to uh, your relationship with Tom Cox, we was able to get Brad one down here and it's the only one on Lake Wadawi and he gets a lot of compliments on it. Does he? Oh, absolutely. I hope the weather clears up so y'all can get out on it. Is it too rough for the boat to be out? It won't be this weekend. It's supposed to be high 80s, but we're going to put that baby in the water. Oh, nice. Oh, so you'll be there all the way through the weekend. We're going to leave, go back home for a few days, and then come back probably late Saturday, Sunday, somewhere around there. Then stay for another week? I don't know if I can stay that long, but at least for a few days. You might get kicked out, huh? That's right. Well, tell Brad and Kara, your wife is there with you. She is. She's out on the dock uh, drinking, of course, having a <laughs> few cocktails early. Absolutely. But I'll let her know you said hello. Little quarantine day drinking. This quarantine's got the music industry messed up, man. It does. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's unfortunately we have to be safe and everyone's got to be safe. And, you know, we'll get through this. And like a lot of music artists says, music brings people together and it's going to bring people back together again, I'm sure. 
Yeah, I think so. And it just, it just sucks knowing that, you know, I'm not looking at it as a selfish reason. Like, oh man, I don't get to go to a concert, but man, this is, people got to understand that when you see a career in music, whether you're the Zach Brown band, which is ginormous, or you're a smaller band that's playing some local, you know, that you're on a smaller tour that it might be theaters or it might be somewhere that holds 200 people a night. This is how these, this is a career. This is a revenue stream for these bands and these singers and these songwriters. And, and then you take guys like yourself and the crew and, and the sound technicians and the tour managers and the lighting guys and all the, all the grips and, and, and everybody that takes care of the equipment. Right. And then you got everybody that's working the venues and that from the concessions, to security, to ushers, to guys that are, you know, getting you in and out in operations. I mean, uh, everybody is affected from the top to the bottom. And this is the careers of many people that the music industry is a big revenue source for a lot of different individuals on a lot of different levels. And I, that's what I hate about it is that the business part of it's cool. The art value is cool, but I'm talking about the sentimental value of it, of that it really is hurting a lot of people when you can't have a concert. You just can't, it's just, it's just terrible. That's cool. That's yeah, that's right. And, you know, I'm going to give props to Live Nation. They've come out with this thing called Crew Nation where people can actually donate into this uh, fund. And it takes care of the, the riggers, the lighting people, the, the people that push the carts up on the stage. And uh, they've, they've done pretty well, um, you know, because a lot of gig workers, they don't get help with anything. I mean, that's their, that's their money. They go out and they make there's a show Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and there's not a show for two weeks. They only get paid Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they have to wait two weeks before they get another paycheck. So it's hurting everyone. Yeah. And that's, it is what it is. And it's, it's, I guess it's part of it that, you know, you just have to adapt and overcome and, you know, that people are going to have to transition their the way that they, you know, take care of the business people, like you're saying what live nation does. And that's awesome that they're doing it, but it's just that, it's not, it's, I guess you can't say it's a sad time. It is, it's sentimental and, and some people are being affected by it. But like you said, music will bring us together. People will come back together. I'm sure y'all got a Deemer box out on that dock, listening to music while you're sipping on a JD. And it's amazing. Absolutely. It's amazing how therapeutic music is. And so what, what was your, is your favorite part of you, you, you're around the entire tour scene. Do you, do you have a favorite part of the tour? Is it the actual music? Is it become the, your favorite part is the loadout because you've seen too many, or do you still get fired up for certain, you know, for certain locations around the country? I know you love being at Fenway and Boston, other places in the country, but what, what do you, what are you missing the most? Man, I'm missing seeing the fans. You know, when Zach hits that first strum on the guitar, um, you see fans running from grabbing a beer or grabbing a whiskey drink or going to the bathroom. You'll see them running down the aisles, running up to the front of the stage because they don't want to miss anything. And just seeing their faces, seeing their faces of the kids that, that still enjoy the music and parents that bring these kids that are seven, eight years old and they're up and they're shaking their hands, putting their hands up in there is clapping. I love the expression on people's faces right when it starts because you're going to know right then what kind of vibe you're going to get from the crowd. Are you going to get that good party crowd? Are you going to get that crowd just like, all right, you know, we're, we're here, we're going to listen to music and, and we're going to leave. But, you know, being able to see people now, as far as going places, Fenway Park, I mean, by far you've been there. I mean, the, the back seat, the backstage being able to go up on the big green monster. I mean, memories like that is something I'm going to hold dear to. And we played there five straight years and it never got old going to the same place, going to the same big green monster, standing up top taking pictures, signing your name on the flagpole. 
just the memories that, that we're going to be able to carry for, to pass on to our kid, being able to take my son, you know, basically a free trip, you know, you're paying for the airfare and he gets to experience some memories that not many people get to experience, especially with a baseball nut that he is. Yeah. And you, you, the success that you guys have had in that area, it's always blown my mind, like the fan base and the cult following that, that I see it really big time with ZBB and Kenny Chesney for that part of the region in new England, the Patriot fans and the Red Sox fans in the, in the football stadium. And is it called Gillette? Is the stadium called Gillette? Gillette. And then, and then you got Fenway. It's like the following that Zach Brown and Kenny Chesney have in that area is like, you're taking a Tennessee boy and a Georgia boy and you're way up there in the, in, in the Cape Cod area of the country. And it's like a, it's, it's amazing. I mean, Zach sold out Fenway three years in a row one year. He's got like right. 11 or 12 sellouts in a row. Or is it more than that? I don't, I don't remember the exact number, but it's a lot. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, he holds a record. That's like Kenny Chesney. We opened for Kenny Chesney. My second year I was with Zach and we went to Gillette and he always ends his stadium tours in Gillette. And that place was just crazy. The fans, there was a hurricane coming. Um, we had to push the show up one day. And you're thinking, all right, there ain't going to be that many people there. But it was nuts the amount of people. They didn't care. They wanted to come listen to music, party, have a good time. And then they'd get back home. You know, they'd get out of there before the storm came. Um, I think the show ended at like 8 o'clock that night because they wanted everybody to make sure they made it home safe. I wonder what it is about that part of the country that I wonder if it's like the, the, the water theme or kind of the, the relaxed chillification kind of vibe that Zach brings and Kenny, that's his whole deal is, is chilling on the water and being on a boat and living that kind of lifestyle. And Zach's done it a lot with Jimmy Buffett and knee deep in a water somewhere. I, I don't know if that resonates with them, but man, they know every lyric to every song, the sing-alongs when Clay Cook and Coy and, <clears throat> and John and, and Matt and everybody's jamming. It's like they they are they're part of the band. It's like a culture up there that they live and breathe. Zach's got the Red Sox hat on, and I, I don't know. I've never even been able to put my finger on why Zach has been able to develop such a strong fan base in that part of the country. Just it's just it's just weird to me. Yeah, and I don't get it either. I mean, I see the schedule when it comes out, and it says we're playing six different places within a 200 mile area and all of them are sold out and I just don't get it you know in Georgia you've got Atlanta you know everybody's going to come to Atlanta anywhere in Georgia you want you didn't want to have a show in Atlanta then have one in Macon then have one up north in Rome because everybody's going to come to Atlanta but you can go to New York and be 200 miles apart and all of them are going to sell out and it's going to be different people or sometimes it's going to be the same people but they're all going to sell out and it's it's nuts I'm like you don't get it either What's the coolest thing that you can remember? The coolest thing that I remember happening, man, I've seen so much cool stuff with Grohl. Um, man, he came out and did uh, Live and Let Die with Zach at the Forum in L.A. The, I think the overall coolest thing that I got to experience, it was in Boston when Steven Tyler, who's that, from that area, when Aerosmith came out and jammed three or four songs with ZBB, that freaking crowd. And I was standing at front of house when Steven was in there with his daughter, and then he kind of left, and I'm like, oh, he's either leaving or he's going up to get on. And he went up and came out, and he was like, just blew the freaking fans away. And, and I think that was probably the coolest thing that I got to, and I've been to quite a few shows. I mean, I've seen a lot. I mean, I got, I got to hang with Peyton Manning last year to show and talk right. football and Zach Brown, but there's been so many cool things. Can you put your finger on one? Man, I'm i I'm an old country guy and you know, I know he's no longer with us, but several years ago we did LP Phil and we did CMA fest and three days before when Kenny Rogers 
called Zach Brown and says, I want to get out and do the gamble with you at LP Field. Man, to me, out of everything I experienced, I still remember Kenny Rogers getting up doing the gambler with Zach Brown, uh, Zach Brown Band at LP Field. And Nissan Stadium just went crazy when Kenny Rogers came out. And it was unbelievable. Did they really like that? You're taking, oh, a, guy, yeah. you're taking a guy that, that hasn't had a hit on the radio in 20 years. I mean, maybe a little less than that with The Greatest. He had a song called The Greatest. And Kenny Rogers right. is an absolute legend. But so how, what, the, the, the crowd had no idea this was going to happen. And Zach just says, hey, we'd like to bring out the man and, and, the, and here, er, welcome the gambler. And then they went right into the song or something? Oh, they went crazy. Went right into it. And Kenny Rogers, I mean, his voice... I mean, that had to be 2013, maybe. And, I mean, he's just a very nice guy. And then several uh, – the year after that, he came and showed up at our festival in Charleston and sang a few – I think he sang two or three songs was that, that day. And just the people went crazy. I mean, again, even the 9- and 10-year-olds. So, you know, these adults are raising these kids right. They're putting them back old-school country, which, you know, <laughs> the Kenny Rogers uh, – the the Merle Haggard, the Hank Williams Sr. I mean, that's what I grew up on. I know you like that music too. Um, Last Night by the Fire, we put on Old Country and it was 36 hours on the Spotify playlist and nothing but Old Country. We didn't stay out there 36 hours, but it was just good to listen to that music. Do you think that Zach gets a lot of inspiration from from that part of the country or from that part of the music history? Um, do you, what, how do you describe, you've been around the band enough they're a jam band that has unreal lyrics and unreal stage presence, unbelievable songs. They, they're all world-class musicians. They have, there's different, I mean, they have Chris Cornell duos, right? On <laughs> heavy as the head, right. heavy as the head. And they have such a diverse portfolio and library of music. Can you tell me what genre they're in? Because when they first came out and Chicken Fried hit, they were described as a country band. They were a country music band. Can you put your finger on them being around them that many times, that many years in a row? Can you say, oh, yeah, they're a, they're a country band, they're a rock band, they're a jam band, they're a southern rock band? What is the Zach Brown band? They're a music band. I, that's what I tell people all the time. Um, there's several people that that I know personally they're like, I don't know anything about Zach Brown, and I'll take him to a concert, and it just blows them, blows their mind that they go from Chicken Fried to Sandman to Sabotage to Heavy as the Head, and they're like, wait a minute, Kings of Leon. I mean, that's another group, and we didn't know he could do that, but he did it better than they did it, and it's just the quality and the craftsmanship of the band and the musicians that the Zach has put himself around that they can go out here and do anything from, from Eminem to um, Kings of Leon. So, and it's just great. And I've heard Zach, somebody come up to him and say, you know, you're a great country band. I'm not a country band. We're a music band that loves playing all genres of music and showing our craftsmanship that we have. And that's the thing about it is that you go up to us, you're like, man, they're playing a lot of covers. And they're like, well, they got 14, 15 number one hits. They've won Grammys. They've won all the awards you can win. They have certified gold and platinum albums. They're, they're huge. They sell out all over arenas, but the thing about that that gets me is that like, well, you know, cover bands, a cover band, you go to a, you go to anywhere on Broadway, you're going to see a cover band in Nashville and music city, USA. This is different. This is like, this is like, if you, if they do a, and I've seen them do paradise city, if they do a Metallica song, John Driscoll Hopkins sings, you know, he, he 
sounds like Metallica. You know, he sounds like Hetfield. Not exactly, but he's got that. He they they get it. They understand the presentation, the song, and the and the biggest thing they get is the influence of that song and the history of the band and Clay Cook and Matt at you know Berkeley with John Mayer and and that history there. And then you have Zach and his upbringing and who he ran with and how he broke out of the out of out of Georgia. And the whole the whole thing I get out of it is the the when you go to a, a country concert more so than not that's what it is it's you go there and you hear the songs off of that musician's album and you're like that's good it was entertaining i sang along with george Strait because he's the king i love him you go to this guy's concert and he does his songs when you go to a zz a zbb show it is a freaking experience man because not only does zach take a lot of pride in his stage set in the in the in the aesthetics of it and the laser show and the in the in the theatrics with the screen in the back the the music from Clay Cook going from that old school piano and then Coy jumping on the piano and then them running the catwalks and you know, that, that thing they did two years ago with the guitar battle and they went from freaking Def Leppard to ZZ Top to Aerosmith to and they just kept going back and forth and you're just like, damn it, man. It's just a true experience that you watch on stage and then they go into Devil Went Down to Georgia and I love CDB. I'll go to any Charlie Daniels band and I'll listen to him either preach or sing. But... Zach Brown band does that song as good as CDB did back in their prime. And it's just because the pride and the influence comes down to Zach saying this and the band saying this, and this is their belief. In my opinion, if we're going to do it, we're going to make CDB proud. We're going to make the Foo Fighters proud. We're going to make the Kings of Leon proud. We're going to, whoever it is, that band's going to hear it and say, that's the way a cover is meant to be done. Because in, in music covers are covers for a reason. Songwriting there's people play the same song. Like you, you hear the gambler, you just brought the gambler. Well, that song's history. Johnny cash recorded it first and cut it and it didn't become a hit. And then they gave it to Kenny Rogers and his smoothness and his suave and his voice made it a huge hit to where they offered him a part in a movie and he became the weekly movie and it became a smash. So that's all I'm saying is that that song, just because Metallica made inner Sandman a big hit doesn't mean that ZBB can't go and master it and, and make not master and record it, but and make a, a money off of it, but they can go record it because that's their inspiration and their influence. Does that all make sense? Absolutely. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody in 2012, which is my sec, uh, third year with Zach, they wanted to start learning that. So they tried it. It took them three years to master singing Bohemian Rhapsody before they all got comfortable. And now they do it almost as good as Queen does it. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing the, you know, how they do it. And the first show that I worked with Zach, you know, I'm standing there and he's playing all of the songs back in 2010 where it Bridgestone Arena. And next to the last song, he plays Rage Against the Machine, and I lost my shit. I was like, wait a minute, what, what is going on here? And the crowd just went nuts when they played Rage Against the Machine. And they play it so yeah. awesome. Oh, it's great. Oh, man. You just, oh, dude. Tell, tell that story about what Tom – didn't Tom Morello say something about it? Oh, they sent they said the video to Tom Morello, and he was like, it's one of the best covers. You know, that we've seen so many people try to do our stuff, but Tom Morello, you know, commented and said that's one of the – it is the best Rage Against the Machine cover they've ever seen. And it's because they took their time to develop this song and, and do it. And it was just nuts. And Canada, I think people it, in Canada love it. And I think that's the genius of Zach is that you're dealing with egos in this band. And I don't mean arrogant egos. I'm talking about you're dealing with guys like that are, I don't even know the word to describe these musicians. They are, they could be the lead in any band they want. The, these are true rock stars. I mean, you talk about the genius of the guitar. You will not find a better guitarist than clay 
Cook, and then you have Coy Boyles, and then on top of that, Zach Brown is an amazing guitarist, right? So you have all three of that on stage at any given time. Then you have Matt Mangiano, who's a world-class bass player. Then John right. Driscoll Hoppins, who's a rhythm guitarist, is in background vocals and and fiddle, or not fiddle, we haven't even got to Jimmy Martini yet, who's as good as anybody on a fiddle. Um, I just, and then a double percussion, you have bongos and you have Chris on the, on the big set. It's like, I, the, the experience that you get with that, you just brought up another thing. When you said Bohemian Rhapsody, I might take everything back. I said about Steven Tyler and the Aerosmith because anywhere you are and that song doesn't make the set list every night. That's a high energy nope. song. It's got to be the right lighting show. It's got to be the right place. When, when we were in San Francisco, La, not last summer, but the summer before, I believe it was. And, and the, Eagles. The, the Eagles had you guys out. Uh-huh. Dude, San Francisco, you're at where the Giants baseball stadium. And that's a huge song in San Francisco. Queen's a huge band in California. Dude, right. that I I remember the energy, Chad, when it gets in that interlude in the middle of the song and then they all start bouncing. The I thought we were going to shake into the ocean. And I don't mean to sound like <laughs> yeah. an ass. I don't mean to sound like an ass. And I love the Eagles, and I love Vince Gill, and he he does a great job with Glenn Fry's spot. And that was a great night of seeing Don Henley and, and all the guys in the Eagles. Zach was out there during the sunlight in the daytime, and he stole the sh- that that the ZBB stole the show, man. I'm telling you that that set was absolutely insane. They like they bring it every night, but the experience of that song, Bohemian Rhapsody, and the way Zach presents it, and the way all the musicianship flows in it. I just, I, I, that might, you might've just changed my mind that that is probably the best all around part of my, of my experiences with you guys is seeing that, that song done live by them. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and we have our tour manager, he does our set list for every show and it's different. Every show is different because we could go to California, for instance, and we played Bottle Rock several years ago and everybody else is considered a rock or, and we hardly ever played any of Zach's tunes. He played a lot of, you know, rocking and upbeat songs. You go to Canada, same thing, but then you go to um, Georgia or Tennessee, and then you have to come back and do all of your hits. So it just depends on what part of the country you're in and, and what type of festival or whatever, what kind of songs you're going to play. You're going to play it where the crowd's just ripping their shirts off and throwing beer up in there. Um, we were over in London several years ago. We opened for Kings of Leon, hundred thousand people in Hyde Park. And they're, crazy they're throwing beer in the air um i mean it's 20 degrees of shirts off they're in shorts do you think he's going to play chicken fried no he's going to get out there and he's going to rock this crowd and like he would say he's going to whip their mouth with a belt and just wear them out and he wore them out and that's how you get your fans yeah i agree this is they to be able to do that it's one thing to say yeah we're a cover band they're the zach brown band is as authentic and as real and original as you can get, but they are a high powered cover band because <laughs> when I'm rocking and I got a beer in me and I, and I hear chicken fried in the, in the, and the soldier comes out in the pride and I'm like, right. this is, this is life, man. This is unreal. And then I can get a little rowdy and I can bounce to beastie boys. Are you serious? Like sabotage and Jimmy <laughs> D martini put like, that's the most shy guy in the world. Jimmy comes across that. And then he goes into this alter ego of Mike D and freaking King ad rock. And he's running around the freaking stages, the beastie boys. And he's got his hand motions. And if you're going to do it, you do it right. And that's when I love right. watching their covers, man. I absolutely love what was the one he's been doing where he hits. The, it's not, I don't think it's Kings of Leon. What's the other big one that he's been doing the last two years where he's solo. He's not, he doesn't have his guitar with him. He's out on the catwalk and he hits the, the big, the big, uh, um, the big hook on it. I don't, 
man, I wish that I had that off the tip of my tongue right now. You got to know what I'm talking about. It's not Kings of Leon. It might be Kings of Leon. What song am I thinking yeah, of? It's, it's Kings of Leon. Um, use Somebody. Yes, that is it. Use That's somebody. Kings of Leon? Kings of Le- yes. Man, that Kings song, Le- dude. That song is amazing. And Zach tears it up. The whole band, though, man. You, you, I mean, this year before before all this shut down, the new covers was "Sex on Fire" by Kings of Leon, and then Jimmy was doing uh, Eminem "Lose Yourself" at the end, which was absolutely amazing. You brought it up about Jimmy; he doesn't really talk to anybody. We now have Jimmy on Instagram, and yeah, he's got an Instagram now, and it's man, it's great just watching stuff go back and forth with him. You gotta lose yourself in the yeah, the music, <laughs> the that song, dude. That is freaking right out the Eight Mile movie. They're right. Yeah, man, just a just a joy to watch, and it's a uh, so many great memories and so many more to come with with. And that's the thing is that when you feel like you're going to miss out on something, when you miss a Zach Brown show, the fear of missing out is like, do I really need to fly across the country and go to three nights in a row at Fenway? And I'm like, yep, I need to do it. I'm going to go all th- three different covers. I three mean, di- three different three set different lists. set lists. Three different three different days of lobster and freaking lobster rolls and freaking all of our <laughs> friends back there that you've introduced me to and man just what a great culture and <clears throat> I think that that's what the ZBB is is just a great culture and I think that's why I compare it to <clears throat> Jamie Johnson a lot that Jamie right. ha- Jamie has a lot of respect within the industry you know what I mean he's invited to play all of these different tributes and these things for George Jones or Merle or Willie or or the new Kenny Rogers one that he did and and. Zach has had the likeness of everybody from Bruce Springsteen to Dave Grohl to Chris Cornell to Kenny Chesney to Kid Rock on covers and duos, not covers, but duos. They have a, a duo to And I could keep naming them. I mean, he has he's had Kenny Rogers on stage with him, Alan Jackson, Jimmy Buffett, you name it. He People go out on the stage because they respect the showmanship and the musicianship and the professionalism and how Zach Brown is not afraid to say, this is the music that influenced my life. And that's what you, that's kind of like what I was wanting to go in with you is that you've got to see that take place and unfold in so many different places and how that music has touched so many different people. And you, the other part of it that we've got to experience is a lot of behind the scenes of you and Zach and the crew of, of hunting camp and the outdoors and hunting and whether it was fishing in Colorado or duck hunting in Arkansas or throwing axes in Zach's tunnel, there's a lot of culture that we've all got to experience together behind the scenes that you can kind of see that there's that underlying theme that we all respect the outdoors. We all love mother nature. We all love hunting and fishing. And I think that that bond brought us into a lot of good times together. Right. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I never experienced hunting in Arkansas and, and I'm spoiled now because I can never go hunt in Arkansas again, unless I go to the place that you took me at Prairie Wings with, you know, BA Brandon Adams and that group, you know, such great people. And, you know, you get spoiled when you go to a place like that, you get up in the morning, you get on a boat, you don't have to sleep, you go to a boat ramp and two 30 in the morning, just try to get out there. You go hunt, you come back, you got Mr. Billy's cooking who, man, I'm tasting it in my mouth right now. And then take you a little nap and get up and, here comes a Jack Daniels and it's on for the night. You get some more cooking and go to bed and get back up and do it all over again. Um, Greatest so just place some, on earth. Some, oh my God. Prairie wings is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And I, I, just, I think that that whole aura of that culture of the band is, is seen through that of, of they enjoy that part of it might not necessarily be hunting for all of them, but they all love 
the ability to get out and enjoy that part of life. And that's what I've loved the most is getting to know him on a different level and being able to sit down with guys like Matt Mangiano. He's been on the podcast and to hear him talk about, you know, his, the, who he accredits for his talent, his, his story of how he got to Berkeley, the number one school of music in the country in Boston. And I just, I, I, and then when Matt's in duck camp, I'm sitting around that fire watching him pick the guitar and you're like, I thought you were a bassist, man. He's picking the guitar with Zach and then singing background vocals. And you're like, everybody in this band can do it, can do it all. It's freaking insane. Mm-hmm. Truly yeah, insane. You know, Matt never hunted. He never hunted till he come out there. And I was like, Zach, are you sure you want to invite invite matt he says what's the worst that can happen i went okay and now he loves it i mean he's got a few guns he's got a bow he's shooting bows now i mean again bringing music together well like you said our culture and now you've got somebody else that loves to hunt and loves to be outdoors and it's just great yeah and, and he he messages me all the time about like when he sees something that really touches him he's not afraid to say chad i love this and he really loves the organic part of it living off the land the bounty the preparation of the wild game and that we don't let any of our meat go to waste and that we you know zach has a huge passion for cooking and barbecuing and being outside on a grill and a traeger and throwing down like we do and I think that that's what Matt's really taking a liking to is that the overall aspect is, yes, we are taking a life, but here's everything that goes into the sustainability factor of that life and the ecosystem. And, and now we're feeding our families and putting that protein into our bodies and our kids' bodies and our friends' bodies by harvesting our skills to become a good hunter. And I think, I think Matt looks at it as something that, hey, you can keep developing a skill set here, just like a band. You keep developing all these different skill sets as a band, and pretty soon you got the cohesiveness. And that's what I think Matt Minjana loves most about the duck hunting atmosphere, the duck camp atmosphere, and the actual hunt. So it's been awesome to see him. And you've been rolling in in Georgia. You don't have a lot of mallard ducks. Y'all shoot wood ducks on a creek sometimes. But y'all got good turkey hunting. You got deer hunting. You do have some duck hunting. You have some goose hunting. You're working with a place called McCoy Farms. I see you posting on MC Capital M Little C Capital C O Y Farms. Is that's a Georgia based company? What's that all about? Yeah, and it ain't work. It's actually play. It's it's fun. It's uh, me and my two boys, Chase Rollins and Danny Carr. We we go out there. They're both, um, you know, kudos to them. Both of them are firemen. Uh, they're on the front lines today. So, you know, we're, you know, keeping them in our prayers that, you know, they stay safe with everything going on in the world today. And, you know, they'll have two off days and we'll go over there and we'll, uh, we'll cut some new roads or we'll hunt. We'll, we'll deer hunt. We got a lake over there. We take the kids fishing and catch some fish and have a fish fry. And, um, over the past couple of years, a uh, party barn has been built that we have satellite TV, air conditioned and, that's our giveaway. It's plenty, plenty of bush light and Jack Daniels. I promise you go down in that place a week. Yeah. Plenty. So, and, what, and it's just a great environment. What's the hunting like? Oh, hunting's great. Um, they've actually killed, uh, they killed five gobblers in one day. One day they killed five in one day. Um, Kara, my wife, she got her first buck there. Uh, my son got his first deer there. So, you know, good little spot. It's not far from the house. It takes us about, five minutes to get there and two oh, that, turns it's, in it's, your- it's that close to where you live in dallas dallas Absolutely. georgia it really? is in dallas yep oh i didn't so know two, it was tur- that close. two turns in your back home or you just take a cot and pull it out and you just sleep in the barn heck yeah and it's and it is are the two firefighters the owners of the farm uh chase's parents um they own the farm but they give us rights to do the uh the hunting and the management part of it so we built a couple of duck swamps and got some wood ducks in there and 
Um, we threw some crawfish traps out the other day in our duck swamp and Chase went and pulled them the other day. We got 15 crawfish and it just blew my mind that we got crawfish in a duck swamp in Dallas, Georgia. Really? So it's just crazy. So I something wonder, new that we're going to do. Oh, you're going to start farming for them maybe? We just try to get as many as we can to have a big crawfish bowl. Well, hell yeah. Yeah, there ain't nothing like a crawfish boil. What are y'all eating there in Alabama? What do what is Alabama known for? It's not known for barbecue. The Gulf Shores have a seafood flair to them, but what's what what what's the fare down there at Brad's house? Man, there's a place right up the street. It's called Bobbers. And they just called opened what? up. It's called Bobbers. Bobbers Grill and Bar. Bobber like a fishing bobber? That's right. Like a fishing bobber. Yeah. And last night, uh, we ordered up there and I got two big uh, catfish fillets with some jalapeno poppers and man it was so good and tonight i've actually got a um got a big beef roast that i'm doing a little mississippi crock pot in with some little seasoned ranch dressing and pepperoncinis and i'm uh, gonna let that sit here and slow cook all day for a few hours and we're gonna eat it up but around here i mean it's there's a place called bobbers there's another place up the street um, but bobbers is walking distance we go up there and drink and drive a golf cart back and you ain't gotta worry about nothing is is that lake kind of a resort lake where a lot of summertime activity on it? Yeah, it's it's actually called uh, R.L. Harris, but a lot of people call it Wadawi, and it's a a river more or less than a lake. But there's jet ski skiing. Uh, when you get out to the main part where Brad is, he's like on a um, river part of it, or you know a cove, and so he doesn't have water year round, and the water just now come back up. Um, but yes, yeah, recreation lake um alabama power owns it so they don't put you can only have so many houses on the lake so they might release three lots this year so you can only build three houses on the property so it's not like all these other lakes where every time everywhere you turn there's houses everywhere is in richard who's your father-in-law brad and kara's dad is he down there with you right now absolutely he just picked him up a uh i'm sitting here looking he just poured him a jack daniels and he's ready to go too <laughs> dude how cool is it the relationship you have with your father-in-law of how he's been integrated into the duck woods with us and then the zach brown he's a huge fan and i mean you talk about getting into the, if you're a music fan you know your 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 wife and having a husband that works in the industry but it, but bigger than that like how cool is it to have that relationship and that friendship with a man like that that's been all over the world and done what he's done it, talk a little bit about that relationship and how the the family structure down there and where you live with how close you are with her brother, how close you are with her dad. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't even think I've known you for years and I don't, I don't know if I even know the relationship with you and your parents. And I don't mean to bring that up if it's, I don't have any idea uh. Be, because your relationship <laughs> with Richard and Kara's family is so, you know, so vast with your, your best friends with Brad and he's a stud dude. And then Richard's, I love being around Richard. You talk about a sweetheart of a man that dude give you anything and shirt off his back. If you needed it, that's a cool aspect of life. In my opinion is having that. And I, I, I have it in some way, but it's something that I'm envious about when people have their dad around and that, you know, you and I are in our forties and you, you get to hang out with these guys and they're approaching their seventies and you're still having fun and having a cocktail and, and, right. and hanging on the lake in Alabama. That's just a cool thing to me. Talk to me a little bit about how important that structure with you and Kara's family has been. So my mom, my dad passed away in 2009. He was a police officer 33 years and had diabetes, never got it under control. My mom, she's still around. Every time we play shows locally in Georgia, she comes to the show and Zach always asks, hey, can I take your mom? You know how Zach is. Hey, can I take your mom out tonight after the show and go have some drinks? 
you know, I always tell your mom hello. So she's around, she's fun. Uh, but Richard, man, he, I tell everybody, you know, in my family, you know, my immediate family, look, I don't want thank yous. I don't want, Hey, I did this because of Chad. I enjoy doing it because I have the experience that I can give others experience. You know, I don't need the notoriety of, Hey, I was able to get you in a concert. You know, all I care about is friendship and seeing smiles on people's faces. I took Richard to Brad Arrington's place who you, you know, introduced us to uh, down at Mossy Pond and, and Richard to him, it's just like a home away from home down at Mossy Pond. Um, he bought a Polaris down there from Brad and it had Mossy Pond outfitters on it. Well, heck he brings it up here to, to Dallas and Alabama and he keeps the stickers on it just because he loves Mossy Pond outfitters. He, he loves that. Um, and he loves to hunt, but I think he more or less loves the hanging out, the cooking, the friendship, the like tonight, sitting by the fire, we'll sit by the fire till one, 2 AM in the morning, you know, weather providing if the weather don't hold up and we'll sit here at the table, we'll play a little Texas hold and turn the music on and, and we'll rock and roll. And he, he hangs out as long as he can. And then he'll go to bed and get up the next day and do it all over again. Uh, same yeah. thing with Brad. Brad's the same. Brad's on his way here now. He's going to come and hang out with us. And, you know, Brad and his family are good folks. And, you know, I try to do what I can for them. You know, they, again, allow me to come here and, you know, bring Karen and Wyatt and hang out. We're all family and we just have a good time. Yeah, that's what I've seen, man. I love being around those guys and they're just really humble and nice guys that that care about you and care about Kara and Kara is a saint to put up with your ass in the first place with as much as you, hey, you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Wyatt, your son, who's the little, uh, the phenom on the baseball field. And he, you talk about like being a high school baseball player and like he's standing on one concert, he's at one concert with Tim Wakefield. And then he's, he's over here with some of the Braves and then some of the university of Georgia bulldogs. And it's, you guys don't take it for granted, but it's like you said, you, you have worked your ass off. You were a police officer for 22 years. You you develop a reputation of being a very solid man and you get the responsibility of leading up all the security for one of the biggest bands in the in America in all of music. And because of that work ethic and that passion and that those family values, you get the re the responsibility of what you got to get to do for Zach and Zach trusts you with everything. So that means that your family and your friends and, and everybody, you take pride in being able to introduce them that and to, to an experience like that. And that's the cool part about it is being able to give back. And, and I'm so glad like you, we, we've known Brad Arrington for years. He's traveled all over, meet me on the road, film a TV show, come to Arkansas, come to Louisiana, come to Canada, North Dakota, you name it. Brad's been there with me and we have dogs, together and he's got axel you know ready to roll right now and then you go down there you guys have a strong friendship zach gets to go down there and hunt and fish and, and with his family and then you have your dad there and, and richard and your father-in-law and so all of that is because of this network that you take a lot of pride in and you don't just go through the motions you make sure when you invite somebody to a show or have somebody to come to a zbb show you make sure that they have that they're taken care of you don't say hey you know have have a good time you go above and beyond to make sure that it's a good time. And so does the entire team. And I think that's why you start to get a lot of those passionate friendships and a lot of those strong bonds that will never be broken because you're in it for the right reasons, you know, and it's like, and, and people see the love and that's what you see down there with you and Richard and Kara and you guys all standing together at, at, at Fenway or wherever it is, or we're out on the boat or whatever it is. You, you can see that it's real evident. And I think that that runs into the rest of your life and how it's all unfolded of being able to have all these badass experiences. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, never in a million years that I ever think that a, a high school graduate from Lithonia, Georgia would be 
in Sydney, Australia, walking around one of the biggest, you know, with, with Bruce Springsteen and Zach Brown sitting in a room with both of those guys. And here I am just a kid from a small town, um, sitting in a room with Zach Brown and Bruce Springsteen, or, or like you said, Zach Brown and Steven Tyler. And it just blows my mind. I don't brag. I mean, somebody made the comment, why don't you post all your experience about all the people you hang out with? Why? I mean, I, I don't need to, I don't need to be that person to, you know, say this is who I'm hanging out with. And I'll tell you, this is who I hang out with, but uh, Chris Hemsworth. I mean, there's a famous joke going around Chris Hemsworth. Um, when we were in Australia, him and Zach are standing there talking. I'm just standing beside him, just minding my own business. And next thing I know, Chris Hemsworth takes a, his media people, take a picture, put it on his Instagram that says Chris Hemsworth and Zach Brown have a great talk. We don't know who the guy is in the background, but he looks like he wants to kill Chris. You know, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and I'm just standing there just, you know, my natural self, just enjoying the conversation. But I didn't realize that my facial expression was how it was. But, you know, just, you know, something fun and, you know, say you were able to do. Yeah, and I think that's what it's all about is that you don't take it to the point to where it becomes something that it's raw, raw for you. It's life. And it's – I could see, like, you know – you know, sometimes you get a little feel good picture with Wyatt and you put it out there. But other than that, I mean, yeah, shit, how yeah. could you post it all? You, everywhere you go, you're running into this kind of stuff, man. You're getting opportunities that you're very blessed to have and you're very humble to have. You don't take it for granted. So the whole social media deal, it's a weird tie in because if you're building a brand and you're ha at that experience and you're trying to get something out there, then maybe it makes sense. But if you're doing what you do and you're meeting these guys all the time, it would almost come across as, well, man, you know, Chad's just over here getting autographs. Like, first of all, Zach would shun down on that. I would think that, you know, you wouldn't, nobody wants that, you know, the head of security coming up and going, hey, can I get a, you know, if you start developing a friendship with Chris Hemsworth or Steven Tyler, yeah, it's going to happen. But you're not the guy that just pushes it just to get an autograph to say that you met somebody. You know, it's more the authenticity of the relationship of, like, you know, I have an autograph from Zach Brown, but the way it's personalized makes me go like, you know, that meant something. Brad, Zach took the time to do that. And and I and I take a lot of pride in that, that we've become friends. You know, you and I have a lot of photos together in Duck Camp or behind the stage or on the stage. I take a lot of pride in that. It's not about rah, 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 like watching this concert through a four-inch screen and then you post, I'm at a Zach Brown concert because I'd rather watch the whole thing. I don't want to watch it through a four-inch screen. But if I have the ability to document something that is going to mean something to me down the road, then yeah, man, I think it's cool to get a picture with with uh, Eli, you know, I mean with Peyton Manning, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, one of the Absolutely. best quarterbacks of all time. And he's a nice guy and he, and he wants to get into hunting and he wants his, his son into hunting. So it's a friendship and it's a bond and I document that because I respect him. I, I, I cherish the moment. And I have that now I have that to say, yeah, I got to hang out with a good dude that is world famous. And on, on the, at the core, he's just a dude that loves to be at a country concert and drink a cold beer and go, go chase a, a deer. That's all it is. Right. That's what I do it for is that the common bond of all this, the reason that I get to stand on stage with you and Peyton is all because of a mallard duck. That's what started it all. I would have never had a chance to meet you guys if it wasn't for my fascination and 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 love of a mallard duck and chasing it. That's opened up all these doors, and it's God that gave me that. So it's really His doing that puts us all in these rooms together. And to say rah rah, I got to prove to you that I was with Chris Hemsworth. Well, here's a picture. You don't have to do that. People know. You know they trust you. You're not going to make that up. Why would you? You know what I mean? I mean, who would have ever thought that? You know, do you think Drake White would ever thought that? we would have all come together 
to where he has that relationship to where he opened up for Zach Brown. And where did it start? Prayer Wings Duck Camp. Again, all started from a duck. Um, you know, Drake's got a badass album, you know, that came out, as you know, last week. And, you know, he looks like he's well on recovery. I talked with him yesterday. And, you know, what a great guy. Same thing, Leith Laughlin. I mean, just those two badass dudes. You know, where did it start? Duck Camp. Yeah. And that's the thing is that it's just that common bond of – it starts around uh, putting some people in the same place together because we all say share the same passion. Next thing you know, they form a friendship. He's at Fenway. He's he's doing the VIP party at House of Blues. And the next year, he's opening up all the shows, and he he now he has a bond with Zach Brown, and and they're going to do many things together in the future. I'm sure. So yeah, it's just like you 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 want to share these experiences because it would be so idiotic for me to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to duck camp or I'm going to this show. I'm going to fly all the way across the country all by myself. I'm going to stand at this concert by myself. I'm going to do this by myself. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to hoard all of this. This is mine. That, no, it's only fun. If you're with the people that you love and the people you want to be around, sure. right? You share those that's experiences. Right. And I think that's, I think that's a lot of what your life has been. Yeah. You're head of security and you have a lot of responsibility, but you're also a dream giver, man. You make dreams happen. So you like you, you, you have the ability to, and all out of respect to Zach. And that's the first foremost priority but you're able to to have open up the doors for a lot of things for people and let them experience some really cool things and i think that that goes back to the underlying message and what we started this conversation with chad Payne is the the power of music the therapeutic power of what music does to the soul to the mind to the body you can have an outer body experience because of music you go to a zach brown show and you watch the stage set from song to song you will have an outer body experience it's going to bring you to a lot of places you remember being or that you want to be at whether it's a metallica concert or a freaking queen concert before the late great freddie mercury passed away you get to see what a queen concert could have been like in a way that you're like i don't know if queen could play the instruments this good I don't know if they were better than this. I don't know if Brian May can jam like Clay Cook, but the, it was the ZBB is doing a great job of making sure Queen stays at the forefront of that audience, and it's an outer body experience. It is just a badass place to be, and you get to give that to people through your hard work and your passion and your and Zach Brown's love for you, and more importantly, his respect and that he trusts you with everything. That's it. You, I yes. mean, you with, yes. from his kids to his cars to his to his to his stage to his to his personal security. Somebody bum rushes that stage. You and Big Matt better be on your A game, and that's 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 a lot of responsibility. Right, and you know, every day we get up, and it, it's something different for Zach. I mean, we go into towns that you know, local towns. We'll get up, and you know, he's not one that just wants to stay behind the scenes and, and not get out and say hello to people and. We get up in a, in a small town and he wants to get out and explore the town. Then we go out and explore the town, um, you know, different experiences. That's just the way he is. He's not one that's going to shy away and, and not go anywhere. And then when it's time to jam, it's time to jam. And after the show, normally it's getting the gym trailer and work out and turn on the PlayStation floor and play a little Madden and let the time go by while you're working out in the gym. Yep. And he's, uh, it's just a cool vibe, man. It's a badass deal, and a lot of good has come out of it. A lot more good will continue to come out of it. And I think that, you know, one one thing's for sure is that if it all went away tomorrow, if it all if 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 I could never duck hunt again, and you could never meet me at duck camp again, we would still have a tight friendship. If you know, if something uh, happens, you know, we're still going to figure out a way to get together and do what you're doing right now at that lake and have Brad and and Richard and Kara and the, the Wyatt and the entire clan around with my clan. And you, 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 that's the, that's, 
what you, you know the underlying and not underlying but that's the main validation i get out of it is that if it all ended tomorrow if i was never allowed to go to a zach brown concert again because of this quarantine and i can't leave reno me and you still have a friendship. You know, there's still a lot of strong bonds that were formed. You have strong bonds with people that you would have never met because of me. And I have strong bonds with you or with you and a lot of people that I would have never met because of you. And that's what life is all about is those touch points. And and I've had issues with it before, you know, being transparent. Sometimes you're like, oh man, I want to be there. Oh shit. You know, what about me? And in, in the mature way to look at it is like you do is like, look, as long as people are having fun and they're safe and they're and they're loving this and it's it's adding joy to their life and you had a little bit of a touch point to do with that of of make that's all the validation you should need of like hey look of our hard work and our vision and our passion and our true friendship and love for each other it's opened a lot of doors and made a lot of strong a lot of people friends that would have never met and that that happens every day in life but you got to slow down and pump the brakes and look at it like dude the last I don't know how many years it's even been, but it's been at least seven years now that we've been running and it's gone by so fast. And then it's like last year, I'm, you know, the year before last, I'm standing in Nebraska with Scott Frost, the head coach of the Cornhuskers football team, who is a stud running back for Cornhuskers, not I mean quarterback, I'm sorry. And then, and then I'm watching the, the dry run of the show, the rehearsals before they opened up their tour that night or that week in, in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. And knowing that, I would have never got that opportunity. Are you serious? One of the best bands in the world is up there. Jimmy was actually doing sabotage and Scott Frost and I are standing there rapping about the upcoming season and, 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 and hunting and this big 14 point that he was chasing. And he, and it was just, it's just people, man. It's just people. That's, that's what, it. that's what's so cool is that all those doors have been open and all these experiences have been had because we care about each other and we care about the friendship. And, and, and I think that that's, that's kind of the thesis of this podcast and this conversation is that you gotta, no matter who you are, no matter who your friends are, you gotta slow down and look at it like, man, what is really happening here? It's really happening. Right. This is all, I think I just saw Dr. Bland walk across the window. He just walked across to go pee off the balcony. He looked like Dr. Bland anyway. Is that the, is that the, the most interesting, said, the most interesting man in the world? Yes, that's him. That's him. He was going to stop at the window, but I guess he just wanted to keep on walking by. Bring him in there. Let me say hello to him. He All right, he, right now he's got something in his hand, but he, he will come in here in one second. <laughs> it ain't that heavy. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying though? I think all of that. So, I mean, I got to meet Dr. Bland because of you guys. Right. Yeah, man. He, he's such a good dude too. He's, he's living a retirement life. He completely retired and now he's just kicking back. And, um, he said, I want to come drink some whiskey with y'all. I said, well, you're only an hour from your house. So here's a dress. Come on. By God, he was here at 11 o'clock this morning. Oh man. That's all. He's here hanging out. And and it's, I got my buddy, another buddy of mine, Brooks. He's actually the head canine trainer for, Department of Natural Resources in Georgia. And we just, you know, same thing. We love music and he's coming. I'm going to put the earbuds in as soon as, as soon as he comes in here. Now, I ain't going to promise you what he's going to say, but can, can always, you un, if you unplug those earbuds, is the, is the microphone on the computer or in the earbuds? I can see you good. Look at Dr. Bland, the one and only. How are you, my man? I'm doing wonderful. How are you today? Scoot over to your left a little tiny inch, would you, Dr. Bland? What have you got, been up to, be buddy? Feet, what have you been up to? we got to be six feet apart. Oh, that's true. We're violating true. all the Georgia rules on COVID-19. <laughs> but y'all are starting to open back up a little bit, according to the news. We are. We're about to run out of 
turkeys and fish in the state. Everybody's out hunting and fishing. That's crazy. Speaking of hunting and fishing, Dr. Bland, did you have a, did you have a good season last year? Did you go on any expeditions that we need to know about? Cause I know you've been there, done that on most occasions. We had a, I had a wonderful whitetail season, killed a great deer in Kansas and a wonderful deer in Texas that I've been chasing for three or four years. So, how how, you know, how little, Kansas deer, little Kansas deer went about 194. Oh, he is little. 194 pounds, you mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big old deer, 194 inches. Is this a tree stand hunt with archery? It was. It was. Nice. Lots That's of cool. corn. Yeah. As a hunt should go occasionally. It lasted 20 minutes. First time I've, the only time I sat in the stand on that entire property all year. And went in early at two o'clock and he came by 20 minutes later. Wow. That, talk about anticlimactic for a minute, huh? You, so you were, were, you, were, you, were you in the same stand in the morning? No, I drove to the property during lunchtime and went and got in the stand. Wow. And did you know that deer was there? Had you had pictures of him? I did have pictures of him, yes. Wow, what a freaking stud. Is that your biggest whitetail uh, as far as inches go? Uh, it's actually not. Um, I killed a big non-typical in Oklahoma about 10 years ago that was 208. Archery as well? Archery, yes. Hey, Dr. Bland, if you if you were told today that you get one more song to listen to, you got it, you're on that deck and you only get to listen to one song, it's the last song that you get to listen to for the rest of your life, the rest of your life you don't get to hear any music, what Zach Brown song do you choose for that last song? Is there one that you could pick or are they all too good for you knowing your history with the band? I love the song called Martin. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. Is that, that would be the last one that you pick? I think so. Yes. Really? Yeah. Chad, what would yours be? I'm going to go with my wife here because I love Jolene and she loves Jolene too. Zach's version of Jolene is amazing. I love that song too. I think that I, I think that over, over the years that, and I love a lot of them too, but, and, and one of mine's more mainstream than both of those, but it's, it's colder weather. And, and the, to see Zach sing that song in Denver, Dr. Bland this last year, they literally, the crowd would not let him move on with the song until a five minute ovation was standing ovation was done. Cause there's that line in there about she'll, she'll take call. He'll take Colorado or she'd take Colorado if he take her with him and the whole place, Dr. Bland, like I'm just, and I, I know you've seen it on many instances, but I was like, these people will not let him continue with the song because he said the word Colorado and he, in that song, colder weather has just always hit me like that. Yeah. That's my wife's favorite song that he does. Oh, really? Yes, it is. So. Yeah. so you're retired, Dr. Bland. So now you're just a professional, pretty much a, a storyteller and a hunter and a gatherer. That's kind of your full-time job now, yeah? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I plan to spend many days in the woods this year. So the last time I was with you, it's been a couple of years, but the last time, and I have you on video saying that you were thinking of writing a book and you and Zach were actually talking about what the chapters would be. Is there any truth to this book and have you started it? And will we see one on the racks pretty soon? I have started writing the book. I have, but you know, each chapter is related to a particular hunting experience. And so I just need to start collecting those and then decide how many chapters we need. Oh man, I can't wait. And can I bother you for a signed copy when it's released, please? Absolutely. You can. We just talked about autographs. 
I know, but this isn't, this isn't, this isn't, yeah, but, but what did I say? I said, it's not a normal instance when you get a Dr. Bland to sign a book. If people, when people read up on him and know his story, they're going to want one too. That's just the way it is. I would get Dr. Bland's autograph way before I would get George Strait's and George Strait's got 61 number one hits, Chad Payne. What's, what's in that Coke you're drinking? Huh? Right well, here. Just the, just, that's all it is. I don't got nothing in my cup like you two do. This is what I've been drinking a lot of. Have you, have you guys had this deal? That looks healthy. Yeah, it's that kombucha, Doctor Bland. Kombucha, you know the 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 the, the vinegar based drink. Is it supposed to be healthy? It's supposed to be. Yes. See, coming from a doctor, supposed See? to be. Well, I had yeah. one today. Well, Doctor I mean, Bland, quit drink, I've quit drinking Corona beer and switched <laughs> to Budweiser since the virus came out. So. <laughs> Dr. Bland, I truly and I honestly mean this. I, 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 Those nights around that fire in Arkansas, you're a true treasure. And I wish I was there in Alabama and just sipping on one right now and just hanging out on that dock. I, I'm, I'm envious right now of what y'all are doing. Well, thank you. And I, I look forward to spending some time in a duck blind with you soon. I can't wait, doctor. Great to see you. Stay healthy. And I'll, uh, I appreciate you sitting in with us for a minute. Thank you very much. Richard can hear you too if you want to say hello to him. Oh, Richard, you know how I, I already told you how I feel about him on this podcast. <laughs> tell it all. It was all good. Yeah, it, was it was all, all good. good. Chad said he wants to go back and eat some more lobster. There you go. Oh, man. How's she doing? She went through some surgeries and stuff. How's Taylene doing? Is she, is she doing good? He's doing good. Doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think Tylene's doing good. Last I heard. Yeah, she's still not back to work. You know, they shut the hotel down. So. Yeah, that's right. They did shut the hotel down with everything going on. So, you know, she's having to do her thing. I'm going to send her a note to her. Yeah. I'm going to get a ring or something. I'm going to send her a note today and say hello to her and her husband. Those are two badass human beings. All right, Chad Payne, you the man. I appreciate the friendship. I appreciate the time today. We'll have another podcast when the tour gets back in going. Um, hopefully we can all survive 2020 and get through this, and we got a lot of good times ahead of us. Tell Richard and Brad and Kara and tell Dr. Bland, thank you again. I appreciate you, brother. Love you like a brother. And uh, let, let me know if you need- tell your boy, Clay, we said hello, and hopefully we'll see you guys soon. I'll do it. And this has been another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody podcast. Check out all the music at Zach Brown and do a little digging on Chad Payne. He's been on episodes of The Foul Life. He's in a lot of our photography. He's got a great family. He's doing a kick-ass job as a father, as a son, as a husband. Everything that he could be, he's doing it to the fullest of his ability. And that's what life is all about. And remember, this life ain't for everybody. His life might not be for you and yours might not be for him. And that's why we all sit down, shut up, pump the brakes, become a sponge, listen a little bit more than we talk, which is tough for a guy like me, but learn the story of the people in this, in your your communities, because everybody's got one. And I think that's why Zach Brown band is so important to our cultures because they tell the story of the everyday man and woman in our community. So check them out. We're big fans of ZBB. They're absolute geniuses on stage and on record. Tom hit that button. This song right here that we're going to go out with today is a Zach Brown song. I mentioned it earlier. This is colder weather by Zach Brown. Y'all have fun listening to this song. Appreciate your support. Please support the partners and sponsors that support us. Jack Daniels, thank you for taking care of us on so many occasions. Chad, enjoy that Jack Daniels with your family today. Tom, go ahead. Colder Weather, the Zach Brown Band. Oh, that's a Gator Tumbler right there made by Steve Holloway. Gator Tumbler and I Coat. This is Colder Weather. Tom, thank you very much for playing the song.
Back here. 